Hey friends, my name is Claudine. Welcome to the Embodied Catholic Woman. This podcast is for Catholic women who are looking for a holistic approach to well-being that is rooted in faith. You'll learn how to manage your thoughts, feel your feelings, and regulate your nervous system so you can fully embody your feminine genius. Let's do it. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast. And you're listening to episode 32. And in today's episode, I wanted to share with you five practical steps for you to drop into your heart. So we're talking all about really connecting with what's happening in our hearts. And as women, this is so important for us to do. It's so important for us to be able to do this because there's actually so much wisdom that's in our hearts. And I believe that as women, we are more heart-centered than we are mind-centered. And what I mean by that is that mental processing and thinking and even mindset work very it's a very masculine approach and it's not bad and it's not wrong but as women we really are more about the beingness the heart the emotions that's really what we are more connected with which is which is really what embodiment is is all about it's about understanding the movements of our hearts and oftentimes we've been we've been conditioned by society to really bypass all of the the wisdom all of this juicy knowledge that we actually do carry within our hearts and within our bodies and we've been taught to focus only on head knowledge only on facts and logic and things that make sense well there's a lot in our lives that doesn't make sense I'm sure we've all experienced how things just seem to to fall into place. Things sometimes just work out in a way that we could not have planned or strategized for or anticipated. And we have to realize that we are made in the image and likeness of God. So there's a saying that men are the, the mind of God and women are the heart of God. And so what we want to do as women, as women who are becoming more embodied as Catholic women who are becoming more embodied, we really want to spend more time dropping into our hearts and really understanding what's in there. And I think that's a big reason that many of us avoid doing the emotional work, the feelings work, the processing, because we don't know what's in there. There may be these corners of our heart that are, you know, filled with memories from the past, or maybe emotions like guilt or shame or bitterness or jealousy, right? We don't, we don't want to own that. We don't want to, we don't want to look at that. And yet God invites us to really come before him as we are. I like to say in our as is condition, 
right? He doesn't require us to be all prettied up and dusted up and, and nice. He invites us to come to him, for example, in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, to just be who we are so that we can open ourselves up to receiving that healing and that grace, that mercy and that forgiveness. But for us to do that, we have to be real. We have to be honest. We have to be honest with ourselves and have an honest conversation with God as well. And so this is a great time of year. We're in the Advent season and it's a perfect time to really start to begin this practice of really tuning into what's happening in our hearts to really begin a regular practice at least once a week. This is a perfect thing to do in adoration because you're already there in front of the Blessed Sacrament. You already have this audience with the King. So it's a wonderful time for you to start to explore what are some of these movements? What are some of, some of these feelings that you're experiencing in your heart? I encourage my clients who I work with privately or who are in the Embodied Catholic Woman Collective, my membership, to spend time at least once a week in adoration and specifically with the heart examine. The heart examine is something that I developed using the framework of the daily examine, which was created by uh, the Ignatian spiritual tradition. And it's a wonderful practice in general, but I modified it specifically for, for Catholic women to help us to really foster that deep heart connection and to really understand what's going on in there. Because a lot of what is, is happening in our lives, the ways that we maybe aren't moving forward in our lives, the ways we might feel stuck, the ways we are in survival mode instead of thriving, the ways we're not showing up and the ways we're not really stepping into that mission and purpose that God is, is calling us to, a lot of that has to do with the wounding that we carry in our hearts. And so I want to share with you five steps. You can think of it as a, as a process for helping you to really connect more with your heart. And the first step is always inviting the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit for guidance, right? Welcoming him into this practice, asking for his divine intervention, because we, the Holy Spirit is, is wisdom personified, right? And scripture says that wisdom will be given to anyone who freely asks. So we want to be bold in asking the Holy Spirit to give us his wisdom, to, to bless us and grace us with the wisdom that we need to properly drop into our hearts. So whether that's praying, you know, come Holy Spirit, or there's a beautiful worship song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here, but literally inviting the Holy Spirit in making that invitation to ask for his, for his guidance and his wisdom, that's going to set you up for success for the rest of this process. The second step is to notice and name. So notice 
exactly what you are feeling. And this might take some time, especially if you're not really used to feeling your feelings. If you are someone who really lives more from the neck up and you're not really connected with what's happening in your body, it might be a struggle at first for you to even name the feeling that you have that you are experiencing right now. And so fortunately, there are lots of, of tools and resources out there that can help you to do that. There are feelings wheels. You can literally Google feeling wheel. There are also feelings lists out there that can really help you to, to pinpoint exactly what the feeling is. And so it's a little bit like, like training wheels, right? When we're, when we're starting out doing this work, but that's okay. That's okay. But really give yourself that space to, to figure out what exactly is the feeling. Is it, you know, anger or is it more, no, you're just frustrated about something or is it more that you're really disappointed about something that happened? You see how you might initially think it's anger, but when you really spend time and, and tease it out, you realize it's actually more of a, of a disappointment. So spending time noticing the feelings that are coming up, and you also want to notice the sensations that are also coming up in your body. Because oftentimes our emotions are energy in motion, so they usually, they usually leave some sort of resonance or make themselves known by showing up in some part of your body. So you might notice a heaviness or a tightness in your chest, or you might feel a weight on your neck and shoulders, or perhaps a, a clenching in your belly, or a tight fist, a knot in your pelvis, you know? So again, really just spending the time to sort of track your emotions and also the sensations that are accompanying those emotions and really try to, to name it, you know, to identify it specifically. I feel blank and I am noticing blank. The third step is to actually welcome everything that's coming up. And this might be the most challenging step because again, we, we have this idea that there are good feelings and that there are bad feelings. And so if you're experiencing a good feeling like joy and, and peace and calm and bliss, you might say, okay, yes, this is a holy emotion. I'm allowed to feel this emotion. But if you're experiencing anger or frustration or sadness or bitterness, or resentment or fear, you might think to yourself, oh, this is a bad emotion. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to distance myself from that. I'm going to try to push that away. But the thing about it is when you reject part of your emotional spectrum, so the negative emotions, quote unquote, you're actually rejecting a part of yourself. And you're also reducing your capacity to really appreciate the positive emotional end of the spectrum. And here's why. We actually need the contrast of the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the positive and the negative. It's actually the contrast that helps to give us this full emotional range, this full emotional spectrum. 
And so if you're only allowed to feel the quote unquote good emotions, everything actually will become neutral, if that makes sense, because there's no range, there's no spectrum. And it's possible that when you were growing up, you weren't allowed to feel certain emotions. You may have been told that, you know, that's an, that's an ugly emotion or that's not a proper emotion for a Catholic girl to feel or a good person shouldn't feel this way. But that's, that's not true because emotions in and of themselves are, are amoral, meaning they, they don't carry any, any weight to them. They're not sinful in and of themselves. Now, what you do as a result of your emotions, that's a whole different story altogether, right? So the emotion itself is not wrong. Just like if a thought pops into your head and it's, let's say, a bad thought about someone else, the thought itself may not be wrong. Even though you might feel bad or guilty about having that thought, but it's it's then what you do with that thought and with that emotion. And do you linger? Do you kind of linger with that thought or do you sort of relish in that emotion Right. And then does that emotion cause you to say something to the person that's negative or gossip about the person or, or whatever? That's when it can become an occasion of sin. But we want to separate the emotion, the feeling from the action that the emotion and feeling might lead to. And so when you've noticed and named the emotions and the physical sensations, then what you want to do is actually just welcome the part of you that's feeling that way and allow the feeling to be there. Again, to just allow it to be there without resisting it, without feeling like you have to make it better, that you have to pretty it up. And oftentimes, I, I sometimes observe like parents will will do this when their when their children are having a meltdown in public, and I and I get it why you might want to you know soothe them and 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 you want it to be over as quickly as possible because on some level I, I feel their pain and their embarrassment and I get it, but oftentimes the the simplest way to get through an emotional outburst or an experience of a, of a very heavy emotion or difficult emotion is to actually just allow it to be there. Scientific studies show that it takes about 90 seconds to fully feel an emotion and to just allow it to process through you. Only 90 seconds. So if you're willing to just be in the chaos, so to speak, or to just allow the emotion to be there for at least 90 seconds, it will it will start to, to dial down, just like a wave in the ocean that swells and it then goes back again. It swells and it goes back again. And so trying to not resist that emotion, trying to not, trying to not change it, trying to not make it better, just doing that will actually make it better. That, that's the paradox of our emotions and our feelings is that if we can just if we can just develop the skill of of letting them be it will eventually pass the fourth step is once you have welcomed that emotion and you've allowed that that energy and motion to kind of just flow through you 
The next question is, how can you allow that feeling and that sensation to really move through your body? So how can you facilitate that movement so that it doesn't get trapped or stuck within you? And so introducing gentle movement to, to really allow that to, to flow through you or allowing yourself to express that, right? It could even just be a sigh out or, or even a cry out, right? Of just vocalizing the emotion that's coming out. Some ideas that you can try to bring movement into this process could be just gently shaking your hands and your arms. You could also do that with your legs as well. So imagine that you're like just shaking that emotion out. You could also just kind of roll your head, your neck, and your shoulders forwards and backwards. You could go for a brisk walk. You could just do some gentle stretching, like curving your spine forwards and backwards. There's so many things that you can do. And oftentimes, if you're just present with what's happening in your body, your body will direct you into the right movement that it needs you to make. You might just notice yourself spontaneously like wringing your hands or kind of shaking them out or just wanting to even just give yourself a hug. So really just allowing yourself to move and express those feelings and those sensations and allowing them to move through you. And then the fifth and final step is to really just drop into self-compassion and self-care. Really just checking in to see, well, what do you need now? Now that you have welcomed the emotion, now that you've moved through it, you've expressed it, how can you tie this process up with a lovely bow and add on some self-compassion and self-care? So maybe what you need after doing this is some sunlight, feeling the sun on your skin. Or maybe you just need a few moments of rest, like a 15-minute nap. Or maybe it's more time in silence to just sort of gather yourself. Or maybe it's drinking water. I always find that doing this emotional work, it actually requires a lot of, of processing it because it's happening on a deep cellular level. And so we can always use more water and more hydration. So again, just listening for exactly what your body needs and then giving yourself that. The beautiful thing about developing a regular practice of really connecting with your heart, dropping into your heart, is that the more you do it, the easier it becomes over time. And you'll start to notice that there is this ongoing dialogue that is really happening all the time between your brain and your body and your spirit, right? Because we're mind, body, and spirit. So we're not just a brain. We're not just a soul. We're not just a body. We're all three. We're a reflection of the Holy Trinity in human form. And what we want to do is 
really try to reintegrate all of those together because ultimately this reintegration journey is how we become whole. It's how we heal. It's how we ultimately become the women that God created us to be. And I want to leave you with this. Our lady in scripture, she, you know, she doesn't say much in scripture. There aren't, you know, that many passages about her in the gospels, but they all are so significant and so important because they, they teach us about who our lady was. And at least two times that I can recall, it's mentioned in scripture that our lady pondered things in her heart. So she took these things into her heart and she pondered them. She really, it's almost like I imagine like a seed that was dropped into her heart and she was nurturing and watering those seeds. And it's the same thing with us as women because Our Lady is the very definition of the feminine genius. And so anything that Our Lady is doing, we want to really emulate her. We want to imitate that in our own lives. So really taking on Our Lady's own, her own way of being, of really pondering things in her heart. I want you to also develop that same, that same gift, that same skill, this process of really becoming more of a heart-centered woman. Well, I hope you enjoy today's episode and I'd love for you to try this process. Try to incorporate it at least once a week. As I mentioned, um, adoration is a great time to do this, but you can do it really anytime. It can be on your morning commute. It can be if you're just, you know, at lunchtime and you have a few minutes after eating. It can be really any moment in the morning, maybe after you wake up. It can be before you go to bed at night. Just Make the time to connect with your heart and you will start to notice that the more you connect with your heart, the more open your heart is, the more other people will also be able to feel your heart and also connect with your heart as well. It's a very interesting thing that when we open our hearts, other people can feel that and other people will also receive that and it teaches them that it's actually safe for them to open their hearts as well. And as women, we are really the emotional leaders in our relationships. It's it's really the one area where women is really called to lead, is to really show others this, this ability to really be open to our heart and our emotions. And so when we are leading by example, we give other people the permission, and that's men, that's other women, that's children. We give them the permission to really open their hearts and to be more heart-centered as well. All right, my friends, enjoy the rest of Advent season, and I will see you in the next episode. If you'd like to get started on this healing journey, be sure to download my free heart safety guide, a trauma-informed approach to healing for Catholic women. You'll learn all about heart wounds, where they come from, 
and how to heal them. Just click the link below to download.